What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And I am so glad that you're here today because, you know, as an entrepreneur, it can get crazy and I'm going to help you eliminate some of that craziness. Now, doesn't that sound cool? Our show today is on productivity and how you can actually buy back 40% of your time. Imagine what that would be like to have 40% of your week right there and available for you to do the things that are going to generate revenue, maybe even take a little time away from the the work. Amazing. Wouldn't that be amazing? So, and you know, while there are some steps to this, there are 10 steps to be exact, none of it is physically difficult. I do sometimes struggle with clients with it being emotionally difficult, but it's about that million-dollar mindset, folks. If you want to be productive, then some things in your life may have to change. So I want to start out by saying that there is a workbook that accompanies what I'm going to talk about here today. And if you want that workbook to help you through this, you can always play back this recording time and time again and as in phases so that you can go through your workbook with it. Simply email me at info at marlatabaka.com and I'll have my admin get that right off to you. So very, very simple workbook that has some really good questions in there that I think will get you really thinking about how important this is and help you out to change some of the practices that you're currently doing. And by doing this process, you're going to gain greater focus, you're going to maximize the use of your time, and most importantly, you're going to increase your bottom line and perhaps increase your sanity levels as well. As a business coach, I've led so many clients through this process. And sometimes it's just parts of the process that my clients need. Uh, You know, there is no one size fits all, like I like to say. And so they may just need tidbits of this part of this process. And so we see some pretty amazing results if they face their challenges to create this change and the business and life of their dreams. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to share this with you here today on Million Dollar Mindset Radio. Now, again, info at MarlaTabaka.com. Now, I first have a confession to make. I don't know if I can squeeze this in in an hour and be fair to you and really take our time going through it so that it's succinct enough and yet you know, I'm explaining enough. So we're going to play it by ear here today and see how far we get through. I'm not going to rush through this process. And if I have to, I'm going to devote some or all of the show next week to the second part of the process. So let's just see how it goes. And I'm asking your patience in that because again, I don't 
know how long it'll take me to go through it from beginning to end. So let's see what happens. Now, you know, as I said earlier, something that I feel is so important that I've learned in my life, in my in my experience as a coach mostly, is that there is absolutely no one-size-fits-all solution to the problems we face in life and business. In other words, I want you to customize this process and make it your own. There may be parts of it that don't resonate with you. There may be parts that you can take a lot deeper. And so I'm not a coach who believes in processes that will fit across the board. Every single one of my clients is different. And if I tell one client to make a list uh, and say that to the next client, that next client might just say, no, I hate lists, you know. And so we have to come up with what they like. I mean, some people like mind maps, and that's very different. So, again, make this work for you. Find ways within the framework that I'm presenting to you, and most importantly, give it a chance to stick and stick with it. Okay, give it a chance to work and stick with it. So find a way to make it work for you, and it may take time to change some of your habits, but it will work, and you'll be thrilled with the results you'll see in really as little as a week's time. I mean, my clients come back to next week's session, and they're like, whoa, wow, I feel great. Some clients, because I don't want you to feel like you've let yourself down, some clients come back and say, I wasn't able to change a thing. I wasn't able to do any of this. And so we have to go back and we look at the psychology behind that. Like, what are you afraid of, really? Because that's what it all comes down to is fear. Uh, So, And I've had other clients email me and say, okay, I have just had the most productive two hours just by following a couple of the steps. So in two hours, you could truly build a launching pad to dramatic changes in your productivity levels. Okay, so let's start out by realizing that every business owner produces something, right? Whether it's sales conversions, client projects, products or a service of some sort. You're selling something, you're doing something. On top of that, we have especially solopreneurs and micro business owners have administrative tasks and things like marketing work and website updates and all of the other important components of the business that have to get done, right? But it just, gosh, it can just create such a sense of overwhelm. Now, if you're not an entrepreneur, consider at work. You know, you, you're, you've got a lot of stuff going on there too. So please don't, don't uh, stop listening because this is going to work for you as well. And if you're a stay-at-home parent, you're going to take tidbits out of this to work for you too. So because you've got so much going on, you may feel scattered, like you're not getting anything done or your time is spent in projects that take you away from what's really important, which is, right, the revenue-generating projects and branding and personal branding, too. That's a whole other show. Simply put, this process will help you learn to be present in whichever piece of the business you're working on at any given time. It's going to help you to wear the miscellaneous hats that an entrepreneur must wear and to only wear one at a time. Okay, can you imagine how refreshing it'll feel when you're not being pulled 
in a multitude of directions. Just think about it. You probably can't even think about that because you don't know what it's like, right? Right? So to better understand the principle behind the work you're about to do in this 10-step process, and again, info at marlatabaka.com, you can get this workbook and see what the 10 steps are. We're going to first explore a key component. Let me ask you this question. When was the last time you wrote a resume? If you're an entrepreneur, maybe some time ago, if ever, I remember years ago submitting a resume with the phrase, hardworking, multitasking individual in the opening paragraph, right? Have you ever done that? Think about the last time you wrote a resume. Did it say something about hardworking, multitasking? Hey, I was proud of that. Like, okay, back in the 80s and 90s, multitasking was considered a skill. It was considered a must in the busy corporate environment. And I still see uh, not so savvy business owners, small business owners, putting out job descriptions that say multitasking a must. And I just cringe when I see that. Because here's why. Today, research shows that switching tasks repeatedly, like we do when we're multitasking, leads to what we call time costs. It costs time, which costs money. Now, the time cost associated with multitasking is as much as 40 whopping percent. Okay. That's a lot. 40%. We waste up to 40% of our time and productivity when we divide our attention and allow interruptions in our work. Really think about this. Think about how serious this is. Let's say that you work 40 hours a week, right? What entrepreneur does that, but whatever, to make the math easy, you could literally be throwing away as many as 16 hours of your time. And that is two full days of work. Wouldn't you rather take a four-day weekend? (laughs) You know? I mean, really, what could you do with that additional two days in your work week? Man, you could regain control of the things that you need to do, um, regain your sanity. You could make some money. Now, multitasking isn't exclusive to people who simply don't focus on one project at a time. It includes allowing frequent interruptions throughout your workday. That's a very, very important component here. It's just another way to multitask when you let people disturb you all the time. Okay, and I don't mean just people knocking on your office door, email interruption, phone call interruption. There are a lot of things. So whether you're an entrepreneur with employees and contractors or a solopreneur or you work in corporate, you have interruptions all day long and you don't focus on your projects very well. So this this, uh, process is really going to help you. I'm going to show you a way to get focused when we come back from break to get organized with your work and get the work done in a much, much less stressful way. (laughs) Think about that, right? I mean, how important is that? We're going to help you to beat this, this serial multitasking habit and reduce your stress. So you may be thinking, hey, 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 I like multitasking. How else am I going to get anything done if I don't multitask? 
Well, it's really natural to feel threatened by the thought of reducing those tendencies. And presented with these changes, my clients often fear that everything won't get done or customers won't be happy or the employees won't like the change in the rules. They don't always believe that they can enlist the support of staff or contractors, clients, friends, and even family members to help them to succeed in this change. And that's understandable because change is sometimes difficult. And when those around you are affected, it's even more difficult. And when we get back, we're going to start just parsing this apart to make it as easy and painless as we can. And it really can be pretty fun. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. This is Uncommon Sense for Leaders, a forum for exploring leadership from the intellect, the heart, and the spirit. Whether you're a leader now or aspire to be a leader in the future, you owe it to yourself to learn about the big ideas that have shaped the careers of compelling communicators, masters of influence, and highly effective leaders. Uncommon Sense for Leaders. Tune in to hear thought-provoking ideas on every aspect of leadership. You can expect dynamic discussions with special guests, quick tips you can apply immediately for better results, and the tools you need to take you from where you are to where you want to be as a leader. Are you ready to crack the code for achieving unprecedented results? Then join the host for Uncommon Sense for Leaders, Catherine Carlisi, every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on the All Business Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. On Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And we're talking about a process that will increase your productivity by up to 40%. And it's also going to decrease the chaos in your workday. And 
everybody around you will soon see that more work is actually getting done. Stress levels are going to drop and a flexible system will be put, will be put in place here. And it won't take long before the benefits of this change outweigh the difficulty adjusting to change. So let's take those first steps. And we're going to take a good, honest look at your work habits and why you have these particular habits. Again, remember, email me for the workbook at uh, info at marlatabaka.com and just put productivity workbook in the subject line and we'll just get that right out to you. Okay, so the first two steps I've called, are you a serial multitasker? And then the second, the second phase is actually just about me. And we're going to see where you're at, or you're going to see where you're at in this process. Of course, as you do the process, if you need help, I'm always here to help you. You can give me a holler. We'll talk about coaching for you and what that would look like. And I would be delighted to help you through this process. Okay, so this is going to help you understand why you multitask or why you allowed interruptions to break your concentration. And then the step two section will tell you more about your habits and beliefs. Remember, it's in the knowing that we find strength and commitment to make change. So I'm going to ask you some of the questions. Well, I'm going to ask you all 10 of these questions that are in the workbook. Okay. Now these are true or false questions. You don't have to write them down. Just email me for the workbook. Okay. Number one, I never or rarely, never or rarely focused during my work day. I am never or rarely focused during my work day. True or false? I am interrupted throughout my work day. True or false? I pick up the phone every time it rings. True or false? My family and or friends call me more than once during my quote-unquote work hours. I check my email all day long throughout the day. Your email's open, and when something pops up, you go in and you respond or just check it out, put it, check it off for later, whatever. I have more than one project on my desk or desktop at all times. I'm rarely or never sure what project to do next. You you have that open, even if it's 15 minutes, you have that open time, and and, and you're like, "Uh, what do I have to do? What do I have to do? And you get overwhelmed, so nothing ends up getting done, right? My to-do list gets longer and longer, but not much comes off the top of it. That's a real popular one. Number nine is I feel like I spend more time getting organized than I do working. And number 10, the people who work for me or my clients come to me with questions or problems all day long. Okay, if you've answered true, to one or two of these questions, you might just have a little tweaking you need to do to make better use of your time and better better decisions, and you'll get some good tips good tips from this uh, this show today. If you've answered true to three of the questions, you've got some work to do, and this recording is going to guide you through it. Four or more, <laughs> okay? You've got some exciting changes ahead. So let's get to work. All right, so we're going to move on from the to the about me section. 
And in that section, we have some more questions, but there are some that are going to take some thought from you uh, because I'm going to ask you to kind of journal the why behind your true or false statement. Okay, so again, if you're listening to this podcast and you've downloaded the recording, the beauty here is that you can stop it and come back to it tomorrow or, you know, a couple hours from now. So this about me section tells you more about why you multitask and are you willing to change the way you think if your current methods don't serve you? Uh, You're going to learn if you're willing to surround yourself with people and resources that support you and develop a mutual trust factor. So we're going to answer these questions. And uh, again, you can stop this recording and write down your beliefs as they relate to your example. Um, So, for example, if you answer true or sometimes to the first question, Um, write why you feel this way. Remember that a strong leader surrounds his or herself with people who have specific skill sets that are even stronger than their own. And in this question, which is, there are a lot of things I do myself instead of asking employees to help. Or asking, you know, if you don't have employees, you might have a contract employee. Or maybe a family member is helping you out. Okay, so you do a lot of things that someone else could do. And as I said, remember, a strong leader surrounds his or herself with people who have specific skill sets that are even stronger than their own. And if any of these questions don't relate to you, just, you know, pass them up. But again, question number one, true, false, or sometimes. There are a lot of things I do myself instead of asking for help from an employee, a contractor, or a family member. So... You would pause here and write down why, if true, why. Number two, I feel guilty about asking my contractors or my employees to work as hard, harder, or harder than I do. True or false? And if it's true, write about it. Number three, I can't afford to hire anyone to help me with the tasks that take me away from revenue-generating work. True or false? Four, if I could afford help, what tasks would I delegate? Five, I don't let my employees or contractors do as much as they could. I can do it faster, better myself. Number six, I'm not available to my employees all day long. Things will never get done right. I'm sorry. The question is, if I'm not available to my employees all day long, things will never get done right. Number seven, if I don't answer the phone and check my email all day long, I'm afraid I'm going to lose out on money or something important. Number eight, last one, if I don't have a lot of things going on at one time, you know, a lot of balls up in the air, I don't feel productive. Okay, so that tells us a little bit about you. How many statements in this section do you think were true for you? Do you answer the phones, check your email, allow interruptions, and juggle projects all day long? It's exhausting, isn't it? And right now, you may feel like it's the only way to get things done. But I challenge you to think about that. How much are you really getting done? If your to-do list grows faster than you can get the work 
to done, then there is a better way. And congratulations, because you've just begun to explore it. So if you've ranked uh, strong, you know that it's time to change. It's in the knowing that we find strength and commitment to make change. And if you find that you're resistant to changing these habits, you might want to take a deeper look at your findings in the About Me section of this this productivity book. Um, And again, working with a coach or a mentor can really, really help you to see a different side of that. So um, I can already see that we'll be doing section two in next week's show. And I did suspect that. So that'll be good. It'll give you a little bit of time uh, to do some of these steps. So now that you've begun to explore your habits and thought processes, let's talk about the psychology behind this method, okay? I call it part of my life map question because I think we we do all have maps in life and little pieces of our life, and this is a part of it. So this begins, this is so important, so please listen up because this is the entire foundation for this, this whole process, okay? And it's going to really open your eyes to something so important. So this begins with the, the fact that the human brain is capable of staying intently focused on a project or a subject for up to two hours at a time. And it's critical to take advantage of those two-hour chunks in a very effective way, something that is going to support the brain uh, to, to, to really focus and to really get some things done. It's like money in the bank. If you could earn nearly double the interest by putting your money in a special account for just two hours instead of moving it frantically from bank to bank for two hours, you'd do that, right? Well, it would be much less stressful and you'd earn more money. And it's much the same here. If you remain focused without interruption for two hours at a time, you will produce nearly double the work not to mention a higher quality of work and a reduction of stress. That's really important. You know, stress is our number one killer in this country, not the other things that they say, but stress, because disease is almost always stress-related. All right? Think about this. Every time you allow a phone call, an email, a knock at the office door, any outside interference to impose on your time, your brain takes up to 15 minutes to refocus after the interruption takes place. And um, that's, that's a ton of time. That's a ton of time, 15 minutes. So when we come back from break, we're going to take a, a look at how damaging exactly that is. And again, really, really, really plant this deep seed and uh, nurture it and fertilize it so that you can understand why your current method of multitasking isn't working. So don't forget to go over to Inc. I've got a wonderful list of five things my my stay-at-home mom taught me about business over there. Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. Don't forget to visit me over there. I'd love to see you there. We're going to go back into this topic after this break.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Doginet.com. It's time to devote time to yourself and strap yourself in for a fun, down-to-earth, enthusiastic, compassionate, easy-to-understand discussion on the unlimited ways you can be all that you want to be. Join us for Bee Institute Radio with Christine McKee on Toginet Radio. Each week, Christine will have lively and open discussions and interviews, share stories and case studies, and hear from experts on the topic of the week. Christine, a registered psychologist from Australia and published author of Be By Design, How I Be is Up to Me, hosts lively discussions and interviews every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And if you're just tuning in, we are talking about increasing your productivity levels up to 40%. Can you imagine? And you can write to me to uh, get your free workbook and just email info at marlatabaka.com and put put productivity workbook in the subject line and we'll get that right out to you. So again, when you're interrupted, and I mean phone calls, email distractions, any distractions, a knock on the office door, an outside interference of any kind, when you let that impose on your time, your brain takes up to 15 minutes to refocus after that interruption takes place. So if an employee comes in and says, wow, you know, here's a challenge I've got going, and you sit and talk about that challenge, now you're looking at another 15 minutes. That is, if you get back to the same uh, to the same task. And, you know, that's, that's a stop and go method, I guess, is what you call it. And the stop and go way of doing things is like, like repeatedly moving your foot off and on the gas pedal of your car. You're never going to get up to full speed and it's going to take a lot longer to get to your destination. That two hour trip turns into a three hour trip and one third of your time is just wasted. So it's not energy efficient to do this either. The stop and go method or multitasking or whatever you want to call it is just a giant energy sucker. And when you have less physical and mental energy, it reduces your clarity and patience. 
and it can lead to an overall sense of failure and frustration. So you can see how important this is on so many levels. So I have a way of helping you, you know, figure out where your time is being put and where your distractions are and whether or not you're spending enough time doing what you need to be doing. So we're going to track your time. And if you do have the workbook, this is page eight, there's a daily time log. If you don't have it, you can really easily create one of your own and, and just write the date, this is today's date, up in the corner and write down five or six goals, okay? Then I would like you to write down, um, to, to list those goals, to put a priority number next to it, okay? And that's on page nine if you do have the workbook. So you'll list the time that you've begun the activity, what the activity is, what time is used, how important this activity is, and then anything you observe while you're doing this. So the first thing you're doing is you're going to list today's goal, and then you're going to prioritize them and uh, watch how much time it takes you to actually to actually carry it out. So, so have those ready and go ahead and do that for days until you have a fair representation of the tasks and jobs that you perform in your business. And that's a really important part of this process. So you can just print out several copies of that page on the workbook and um, track your, your time. And we're going to look for the pattern there and see if you have the pattern of a serial multitasker or if your pattern represents a well-thought-out strategy that's putting money in the bank. How many of the tasks represent the work of a, a successful entrepreneur? That's a question we'll be asking ourselves. And when you really look at this, I mean, this is so telling, and people resist it, and here's what they say. I know how I spend my day, and I know I'm not being effective. Okay, okay, that's fine, but it goes so much deeper than that. So when you look at this, you're going to see these patterns that we just talked about. And you're going to see, you know, if the tasks that you're doing represent the work of a successful entrepreneur. Um, and, and a question that you're going to ask yourself when you look at how you're spending all your time is, does it look like I own a company or did I buy myself a job? You know, we want you in to that entrepreneurial role. So this is step number four in the process. It's time to decide to delegate. Okay? I know this is a really painful topic. <laughs> you know, strong leaders do delegate. Earlier in this process, you wrote about how you feel about delegation because that's in the workbook. You know, what, what does it feel like to delegate? You know, how do I, am I comfortable with with delegation. Let me go back and see what part that was. Okay. Hmm. All right, I'm not finding that. But those are some questions that you want to ask too. I'm sorry, I screwed that up, I guess. You know, this is where you want to ask yourself how you feel about delegation. Okay. If you believe that you can't afford help, or that you don't trust your employees or contractors to do the work, 
then coaching will certainly help you to find a new perspective. And again, I'm here to help you. So these are the questions we answer true or false to, right? You can see the pattern developing there. And, you know, when you do this time tracking piece, seeing the time you spend on non-revenue generating tasks will help you to understand that you can't afford not to find someone to help. If you're a one-person business and you're overwhelmed or business isn't growing, then I strongly recommend you look into hiring an assistant, whether it's an assistant there with you or a virtual assistant. And, you know, there's a great resource for that, and that's the International Virtual Assistant Association, or IVAA.org. And... Um, you know, find somebody who can help you. Remember, if you spend 12 hours a week doing admin work, you're spending 12 hours or, or less growing your business the way you could. What's that costing you? If you're not ready for a virtual assistant, think about bartering services or products with someone, you know, your product in, in term for um, their services. Or think about bringing in a college intern who can earn credit by working for you, and you can, you know, bonus them out after they after they're done working for you. Pay them a little something, but be resourceful. There are ways to get help, no matter what your budget is. Stop doing the things that you're just not great at doing, or that you shouldn't be doing, and stick with the role of being an entrepreneur. Now, in one of the true or false questions, we addressed. Um, Trusting, do I trust people to get the work done as well as I could? Well, if you're stuck, I can help you get out of this I can do it all role. Remember, you don't have to create this change overnight. Take it one step at a time, just like we're doing here. Ask yourself what you can take off your plate, how much time it'll free up, and what resources you have to tap into for delegation. You've got to get creative. And if you're still really resistant to delegation, then just make sure the steps we're about to include um, have creates room for all of the tasks you have to do because we're going to make a schedule. So when you have these task lists, you should be able to identify general categories for typical activities in your work day and work week. So what I mean by that is you, you might see that you spent um, three hours in bookkeeping and you spent um, X number of hours with clients or in customer service. You spent X number of hours networking. Um, how much time did you spend writing content or articles or in social media or developing product, product development time? How much time did you spend with your employees or your your freelancers. So create a list of categories for everything that you see on that time tracking list. All right. So just kind of break out the keywords from the things that you did that you tracked. After you've done that, break out the keywords and list the categories that your most common tasks fall into. So for instance, billing will fall into financial work, you know, billing and inputting, you know, billing and invoicing. That's all under one category because we don't want to break everything out separately. Okay. We want to create categories so that you can then choose within that category what needs to be done. Uh, developing a website or writing content for a client might fall into content pl projects. 
if you develop websites, I don't know, or whatever you'd like to label it. So just go ahead and make a list of categories, and then we're going to make everything fall under this list. So if you're listening to this as a recording rather than live, just pause and do this, this exercise. And once you do, you should have a list of categories that identify the tasks that you've identified in step three. Hopefully you have a whole new appreciation for you and all you do. And um, you, may, you may feel like you're chasing your tail, though, and not being as productive as you like. Well, not to worry, because we're going to fix it. Don't worry. So our next steps take us to another piece of the psychology behind multitasking, plus an important piece of developing your company's mission and handbook if you require one, which really even if you're a solopreneur and you work all by yourself, you should still have a mission, okay, and certainly a vision. And you know I talk a lot about that. Uh, but, but one of the pieces that we're going to take a look at, whether you're an entrepreneur with employees or you work by yourself, and we're going to take a look at your customer service policy. Everyone needs to have one. And a brief look at a part of your company culture. And if you have any employees, a company culture, internal culture is absolutely necessary. If you don't have employees, your external, the way you look from the outside culture is, is very important as well. But here we're taking a look at your internal company culture. And again, that can be a whole nother topic. So go ahead and uh, finish up what you need to do if you want to pause this recording. And then when we come back, we're going to take a look at how you can create your customer service policy and what that really means in terms of uh, multitasking, delegating, and productivity, because it does. And you're going to see why when we come back. Again, please visit me over at Inc. Magazine, and that's Inc., inc.com slash author slash Marla Tabaka, T-A-B-A-K-A. And always please visit me on my website. That's uh, marlatabaka.com. You'll find some uh, great, I hope you think, great blogs over there that I've been posting to help you in your your challenging entrepreneurial endeavors. And uh, you can contact me uh, to talk to me about coaching if you're interested. We'll be back right after this break. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. 
Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lipman on toginet.com. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. All right. So I promised that we would take a look at developing developing your customer service policy, and we will. But I want to take a step backward here and talk more about the categories because I wasn't sure if that was really clear. So you've got, you've tracked your tasks for a minimum of three days, okay? And you see very specific things. I'd love to see you track them for a week, for five days. That would be ideal. And you see in there some very specific things that you spent your time on. So you want to put those all into categories, sort of label them. So file folders in a file cabinet, okay? Um, and I have some sample categories here that I've listed in the workbook, but in case you don't have that, I just want to take a minute to to uh, read those off. They're about 15 or so. Um, so in, incoming and outgoing phone calls, incoming and outgoing email, marketing work, customer service, shipping, inventory, receiving, Website updates, all your financial work, the time that you spend with with clients if you provide a service or the time you spend uh, in customer service or with customers in some way, your networking activities, your writing content and articles if you do that, social media, product development if you if you need time for that the time you spend with employees and uh, freelancers or if you're at work uh, you don't work for yourself co-workers client projects project management one-to-one service to clients like you know coaching and I, I think we went over that so so that's an example of some of the categories that you might be fitting these tasks into they're sort of the headers, okay? So, all right. In above, we asked a question. If, you, if I don't answer the phone and check email all day long, I'm afraid I'm going to lose money or a great opportunity. How did you answer that? True or false? Okay. This is a step for you if you take phone calls from clients or customers or whatever phone calls are coming in throughout the day, despite what you're doing at the time, okay? 
If you're working on a project and you're interrupted by phone calls all day long, it's just another form of multitasking. I want you to see that. So, you know, remember, you get that phone call up to 15 minutes to refocus. And then just as you refocus, another phone call comes in, okay? So imagine developing a system where you allow the phone calls to go into a professional voicemail with a message stating that you would get back to them within 24 hours, okay? For those of you who have someone working for you who could take over the phones, that may be the solution for you. Just let your assistant know that anything they can't take care of has to wait until the time assigned to your email and phone category because we're going to assign times to each of these categories on your calendar. So creating a customer service policy is a way of giving yourself permission to let the phone go into voicemail, knowing that you have an allotted time to return calls. It's not going to fall through the cracks. Now, if you called, I don't know, um, Facebook because you have a complaint, would you expect Mark Zuckerberg to answer the phone? No, you wouldn't. You just wouldn't, okay? And I know that's a a far-reaching comparison, but I have actually had times in my office where I pick up the phone and the prospect is calling, and they'll say, oh, 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 I didn't expect you to answer the phone, you know, And but oftentimes I work by myself, so I do answer my own phone. People don't expect that. People treat you the way you teach them to treat you. So you will have an allotted time during the day, twice during the day, to return phone calls and to answer those emails. So when I formulated my policy on this, I felt so much less stress once I accepted that it's simply not possible or reasonable for me to ex- respond immediately to each and every client or prospect who calls or everyone who sends an email. And my clients know what my policy is, and they feel good about knowing that I'm going to respond to them within a certain time frame, 24 hours, okay, less if it's urgent. So when clients, vendors, or prospects call Marla Tabaka Coaching, they'll, they'll most likely be connected to a voicemail. And clients have in, you know, been informed that a coach will get back to them within two to three day within um, two to three times assigned times during the day between sessions so and they know if it's urgent they they speak to me that that someone else will get back to them or I will get back to them in my first available break between sessions otherwise if it's not urgent at the end of the day or within 24 hours. So, and the same with email, 24 hours. So take a moment and think about what your policy needs to be. And again, some people freak out with this. Well, my clients expect me to get right back to them. Well, then I say, you have set yourself up for failure because that is not a reasonable expectation, no matter who or what they are to you, okay? If it's your top paying client, They cannot expect you to get back to them right away. Everyone knows that you have other work to do and that you have other clients to take care of. So make that customer service policy 
Be reasonable with yourself. It, you know, sometimes there, there are things that are going to take two days or three days um, and, and just a brief email in return saying, hey, Frank, you know, I've had a look at this and uh, I'm, I'm happy to get this to you within 48 hours or 72 hours. That's okay. You know, I have a client who would drop everything she was doing to put together something for an existing client when they demanded it. And and I said, you know, that's not okay. We don't drop everything to, to run to the needs of the client unless it's something that really is imperative to their business that will send their business crashing down. If you design websites and somebody calls and says, hey, my website's down, you've got to take care of that. But other things do not have to get done right away. Give yourself permission to do it in a time frame where it can get onto your list in the proper category. Okay, and we're going to talk about those categories in a little bit. But first, we want to create a very supportive environment for you. Okay, when you're creating change like you're doing here, it's critical that you surround yourself with people, equipment, and an environment that supports that change. So we're going to take a look at the people and things around you to make sure that you have that that, that supportive environment in place. So do you have employees? Okay. This is what I mentioned earlier, taking a brief look at your internal company culture. If you don't know what your culture is, you had better develop it. Otherwise, it's going to develop itself and you are not, I promise you, you are not going to like the results. Okay? So this is the piece I want to look at. How and when do you communicate with your employees? If you don't communicate with your employees or you don't have a policy for communicating with your employees, you're setting yourself up for failure again. It's going to be a train wreck. Okay? You've got to communicate. You have to have those weekly meetings set up. You have to have a policy in place or, or communication in place where they know when they can reach out to you and for what or who the right person to reach out to is. Okay. Now, a lot of people love to have what, what they call an open door policy or open communications. Okay. That doesn't mean that your door should be open 24 seven. Okay, that doesn't, even with texting available today, and we haven't even talked about texting, my goodness, but even with that available today, your door does not need to be open 24-7. It should not be. It cannot be. It means that you welcome open communication, okay? That's what an open door policy is. Many people don't understand that. You still have rules around what open communication means. So let your employees know about your new schedule. You've got to set up visual signals like closing your door when you're in a no interruption zone, as I call it. Okay, you've got to let your employees know what they come to you for or what they go to someone else for. And, you know, because here's a problem I see a lot is we start, we're a startup and we have one or two employees eventually, and they're accustomed to coming to you for everything. And then we hire other employees who take care of some things. But the, uh, the older employees still want to come to you for everything. And the same thing with clients. That has got to change. Okay? So let them know. Now, if family and friends frequently call you at work, let them know 
that they're probably going to get a voicemail system when they call and that you will call them back during another part of the day. And if you work for an office or a large corporation, corporation, I'm sure that your family members understand and your friends. But if you work for yourself, they have to have that same understanding. I mean, really, what's the difference if you work for someone else or yourself? Okay, why should they think that you can drop whatever you're doing and and be there and be attentive and give them what they need? So again, here, we're giving ourselves permission to change the rules and you will be so much happier and more productive if you do this. And I've had clients push back on this and say, but my mom calls me like three times a day. And I'll say, well, how do you feel about that? And they'll say, well, you know, I love my mom, but okay, you've got to explain to mom. And again, we we treat one another the way we're taught to. So your mom's going to be very accustomed to having you at her fingertips all day long to say, mom, I love you. These are the times I'm available to talk. And nine out of 10 times it's after work hours and that's okay too. So, and if you you know, hopefully you have a professional message on your voicemail, make sure to set that up and let people know you'll respond within 24 hours. Now, next week, we're going to finish up these steps and take a look at some other productivity tips and such. Okay, we're going to talk about creating your time chart and scheduling your tasks and more about creating this supportive environment. So I hope you're on board with this. I hope that it's been helpful. And please, if you have any questions, uh, you can email me, Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. And again, that productivity workbook is on its way after you email info at marlatabaka.com with productivity workbook, please, in the subject line. And uh, I sure hope you can make it next week. If you can't make it live, you know that these radio shows are always posted within a few hours of airing live. So it'll be here for you. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if